Good evening, everybody. This is your host, Hughes Pop, from the Hughes Pop Wrestling Podcast. I am blessed tonight to have the man from Waco. He debuted in 2008. He is the 325 of Punch You in the Damn Mouth, 15-plus year pro, the two-time Trinity River Heritage Champion. He's part of the 360 Pro Wrestling Promotion and the Matt War Pro Wrestling. He is the Super Tex. Brent McKenzie, how you doing, my friend? Doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on tonight. No problem, man. Thank you for coming on. I also forgot to say he's been part of the Sons of Texas, um, the stable Sons of Texas, and down to fight. That so, is correct. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Thank the you. show. Um, I'm just going to start out with the basic first couple questions that probably everybody asks you. Um, so how did you first get started as a, ch- as a fan of wrestling? Um, I was probably 12 or 13, I guess. And that's when the NWO was real hot. Um, and I remember, uh, I wasn't watching it regularly, even if it, at all I'd seen it, you know, I'd seen wrestling growing up, but was never a real big fan of it. And, uh, uh, my friend Scotty, uh, who actually became a referee and a, and a professional wrestler, he, uh, got started around the same time I did. His name was Mike fire. Uh, in the wrestling world, he invited me over to his place for a nitro party. And it was the night that Goldberg uh, defeated uh, Hulk Hogan for the, okay. for the world title in Atlanta. And uh, after that, man, I just, it was every Monday night. And then Mondays became Friday nights or Thursday nights or whatever night SmackDown was on. And uh, I've just been a fan of it ever since. And I was, uh, <clears throat> I was really kind of uh, enamored by the, the athleticism. You know, the fact that these guys could go out there and do all this crazy stuff night in and night out. And I wanted to learn how they did that. And uh, it wasn't so much the the stories or the angles that got me. It was it was the fact that they were out there doing all this crazy stuff and not killing themselves. Okay. So you mentioned NWO. Um, so did you have any favorite factions? Do you have any factions? You um, like as, even current. You know, uh, originally uh, the the NWO, and then there was the NWO Wolfpack. So that that whole thing, I was a big fan of of both both stables. Uh, but going back, uh, and then kind of like brushing up on the history of wrestling, the Four Horsemen, uh, yeah, uh, just uh, the the original Four Horsemen. Man, those guys could work their asses off and and really make you feel something. So. Um, I don't watch a whole lot of the, like, I'm not really into the, the modern stuff, uh, but I know the judgment day is doing some really cool stuff and they're, they've gotten over uh, with, you know, with, with their current, current lineup and uh, they're fun to watch. So, but um, that's really about it, man. It was NWO and, and the horsemen. Those are my so what do you say those guys would bring up to your favorite wrestlers like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan? Um, th- you know, those weren't my favorites, honestly, but I, right. I, I did, I did appreciate the work that they did, but my, my favorite wrestler, uh, growing up was Bam Bam Bigelow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something about him, man. And, uh, I've gotten tons of comparisons to, to Bam Bam. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I see it. I see it. And so, uh, you know, I've got him, I've got him on my wall. There's a, there's eight by 10 of him. There you go. Signed by him, uh, but 
uh, yeah, he was my favorite. And then you know, all the all, all the big guys that were that were that could move well and that were really athletic. Those are who I gravitated to. All right. So I have to ask a TikTok question. It's funny, but it's just necessary because it's right. always. Who, in your opinion, is the greatest WCW champion ever? The greatest WCW champion. Don't overthink it. Uh, it's got to be Flair. I mean, even, even though even though it's it's you know there was NWA before it was WCW, it all runs into the same lineage. It's Flair, without a doubt. The day, the the joke is it's David Arquette. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I, what? I, I've got I've got a ton of respect for David Arquette. Uh, that was a <laughs> it was a position he was put in that he didn't want to be in, nope. and uh, and they went with it anyway. And then you know, some twenty five years later. He's he's out there, or twenty years later, he's out there actually putting the work in and wrestling on the indies and and doing a pretty good job. So I've got all the respect in the world for David Arquette. That I did not know. I did not know he's out in the indies. That's interesting. He was a couple years back. There was a he did a he did a death match with Nick Gage at GCW, and then he okay. was he was doing some championship from wrestling or championship wrestling from Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, with David Marquez. Um, but yeah, he got in pretty good shape and started taking it real seriously. And if there's a documentary that he did, uh, I think it was, you can't kill David Arquette or something like that. Yeah, yeah. On, uh, I think it's on Amazon now or something, but, um, kind of, kind of documents what he went through trying to actually show respect to the wrestling business and kind of prove himself. So it was a pretty cool, pretty cool thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. So as you're growing up watching TV, watching the, um, wrestling and so what happened in the moment that you said, man, that's what I'm going to do. So it, it took a few years for me to really decide I wanted to do it. But there was a there was an independent wrestling show that came to Temple, Texas and ran at the uh, I believe it's the Mayburn Center in Temple. Mm-hmm. And uh, gentleman Chris Adams was on the show. This was not not uh, not too long before he was killed. Um, Chris Adams, there were there were there's a action Jackson who's actually still active. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's up here in the north. Uh, North Texas area, been on several shows with him. Uh, but that was that was the moment I knew I wanted to be a wrestler. It was okay. that particular show, and it was the first time I'd ever seen wrestling live. And then at that point, I was I was really hooked. So, and then it, it took a little while to get to it, but yeah, that was that was the moment. So an independent show. Yeah. Um, so that leads me to the question that I was going to be later on. So if you had to tell a a fan. The distinct difference between a re- uh, independent wrestling show and a mainstream like the WWE, AEWs, what would you say the main separation is? Uh, the how intimate, uh, how intimate a, a independent wrestling show is, how okay. close to the action you are, uh, how accessible a lot of the talent is. Uh, it's more accessible in the indies, uh, so uh, we, you can really make a connection with with the talent and the fans. Uh, so okay. you, you get, you get, I think way more bang for your buck on the independence, yeah. okay. uh, because there's a lot more interaction. So that's, right. and if you come to a show, we'll make you a fan. Yeah. I would say that. Cause I went to the, cause I here in Panama city, I went to XIW extreme impact wrestling and that's where I met Damian Wayne and all those guys. And, uh, if you weren't a fan before you got there, you were one when you left because you wanted to come back to the next yes. show. And they made that happen with, I mean, you name it, it was personal. I've got a, I got a chair right, right behind me that's signed by all the guys from nice. uh, XIW. Um, there's a big dent that got hit. I think it went over Jackson Slade's head. 
and they the promoter adrian whisper he uh gave it to me and he said you know and i brought my foster kids and it was cool. that's awesome so yeah um awesome. can you describe your training and the challenge you faced when became to training to become a professional wrestler? so uh you know i was I was told about a school in the central Texas area by a friend of mine and he knew someone who was, was working out there and um, told me to give him a call. So I did. And uh, I, (laughs) I went out and it was about 50 miles from, from where I lived. And I I get there and it's, it's what looks like a homemade ring inside of a horse corral. (laughs) And uh, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating. And I get there and nothing seemed on the up and up. Right. And, but I met a few of the guys that I, I would eventually get started with there. Um, turns out this guy was, was, was screwing people over for money and lying. And he had a big, whole big uh, backstory about how he was the actual Patriot from, from WWF. And he would actually go around and show people a Polaroid of, of the Patriot. But I'm sitting there going, you don't look like Del Wilkes. Uh, so, at all like so he i don't know why he thought that that would uh that would attract people to the to the school or whatever but there was a big falling out and uh my buddy uh ryan genesis who uh was a is a former tag team or world tag team champion with the nwa him and uh, scott summers they were kings of the underground um he decided that he was going to buy buy himself a ring and he had made some connections with some folks down in san antonio and uh he he sent me a message and said hey man we we really want you to come out here and start working out with us here and so we started started training in his his dad's shop big metal shop that he set the ring in and uh we were out there four or five days a week three or four hours at a time and that's kind of where i cut my teeth a little bit uh on the training um that that training facility and everything became the promotion that was uh, new school federation Okay. which is uh, what became uh 360 pro okay. so was it as hard as it looks i mean i hear people say man oh, if yeah. you, you know if you make it through you know you can go absolutely uh it, it, there was there was nothing easy about it and then and we were more or less at the at the time kind of like teaching each other what we were doing. And then finally okay. we started, started bringing people in who could teach us some more. So there were folks like Keith Lee, uh, Charlie Haas, uh, Lance Hoyt. Uh, we made connections with all these folks and they would come in and they would help us out. And um, we got hooked up with a company down in San Antonio and um, uh, River City Wrestling. That's where yeah. we kind of, uh, where we met Hernandez and a few other people. Uh, all right, all right. Which we'll get to, I'm sure. Yes, we will. Uh, Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> then we started getting booked a little bit more, and then we were running our own shows, and we were for, for the first time ever running. Like we were, we did pretty well. Um, and then we started booking more outside talent, and those those outside talent would come in and help us out, and it just kind of snowballed from there. And then we eventually we were running twice a month. Huh? Now. Uh, now, if you had to say, if you had 10 people show up for training, what's the percentage that actually made it, in your I opinion? Mean, uh, about 20%. Wow, so it's that tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've had, we had several people come in and thought that they were going to do it, and we didn't see them again. Okay. 
So what is it like busting your ass daily to be able to make it in this uh, up the ladder in the circuit of on the independent circuit? Uh, a lot of heartbreak, a lot, a lot of frustration. Um, it, it, it can take a long time to get to where you want to get to. And I, I don't believe anybody who's on the independent level is, is truly at where they want to be. So okay. it's, it's a never ending grind. Gotcha. Did you have any mentors who helped you along the way? Oh, absolutely. Um, Ryan Genesis. Uh, he's, he's no longer wrestling now, but he became a really close friend. And, uh, and then there was Charlie Haas. I know who you had on the show yep. just a couple weeks ago, I think. And yep. uh, uh, I, uh, James Beard. Okay. Uh, uh, legendary referee. He's, he's one of my really good friends now. And uh, I can turn to him for advice whenever. And he's always there with, 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 uh, wisdom okay. um even though i like to give him a lot of hell but he is uh he's definitely one of the ones that that i can turn to if i if i have anything that that i need advice on awesome so is there any story behind super text how that how yep. that name okay <laughs> well so um back in 2016 um you know i said we'd get into it and <laughs> here we are this is going to get into it i um I was booked on a uh, show in uh, the Houston area in Cypress, Texas for uh, TASW. It's Texas All-Star Wrestling. They're one of the longest running independent promotions in Texas. Um, I was booked for the original the original match or show there. And then I noticed on the, their upcoming card, right. I, uh, I saw that I was going to be booked with uh, Hernandez. Well, he and I uh, had quite a bit of heat. Uh, he was just he was not a good person. Um, treated people really poorly, uh, used his, used his influence to, uh, to get people to do what he wanted and he would hold people down and just, just treat people really badly. And, um, I told the promoter, I go, Hey man, I go, he and I don't get along. Uh, but if he's going to be here, um, I don't want anything to go down. So I'm not going to initiate anything. I'm here to work. So I will let whatever, whatever bad blood we've got there, let it go. Yeah. And uh, so that, that show comes around, I get there and I see that he's there. I pay him no mind. I go and set my, my, uh, my merchandise out at the table in the arena area, come back to the locker room, uh, which was, which was, a, it was a banquet hall. We were in a VFW huh. come back into the, to the locker room. I'm getting my stuff out and I see him approaching me, uh, which is, this is Hernandez. So um, Hernandez is approaching me. I can't make out what he's saying. And uh, as he's getting closer, I hear him say, oh, you're talking all that shit, fat boy. And I go, I go, all right, Sean, cool, whatever. You know, and I'm just going to put my hand out, shake his hand. I was there to work. I wasn't there to deal with him. Well, he goes, fuck your handshake, fat boy. Oh, and so, yeah. And I go, <laughs> I go, okay just like this. And as I'm like this, he proceeds to kick me in the face while I'm sitting down and uh, he didn't kick me hard enough. So I came up and I just, I just started peppering him because I, I just saw red. So I, I just, I don't know how many times I hit him. We eventually wound up like on, against the table and I was had him in a headlock and here comes the whole locker room to like break it up. Well, after that, 
after that all goes down and it did towards the end of the night, it's the words gotten out on the internet at this point. And, uh, someone made the suggestion. They said, well, he calls himself Supermax. You should call yourself wow. whipped his ass. And I was like, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. So from then on, I've been super text Brent McKenzie. So that's, wow. that's the story of my name. Before that, I was going by Killer McKenzie. And huh? before that was a gimmick I don't like to talk about a whole lot. Uh, it was a hillbilly gimmick. Uh, huh? Bubba Dumplings. Uh, I hated it. And that was a gimmick that was given to me by Hernandez. I think it's just a, I don't know, like a rib on me, I guess. But uh, I hated the gimmick. And so I do everything to get I could to get out of that gimmick. Did, so he just didn't like you. You just didn't like him. Man, I don't know what it was. I, 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 I he's just. I they all knew I didn't want to do this gimmick, huh? and I, I finally told him. I think, hey, I'm not going to do this anymore. I want to try to figure this out on my own and do what I would like. And he proceeded to to just just give me the riot act at a show in Corpus Christi. And, uh, he, he dressed me down and called me a fat piece of shit who couldn't work. And he said, if th this was in 2008, 2009, right. and he, uh, he calls me a fat piece of shit who couldn't work. Uh, I'll never, I'll never amount to anything. If this was five years earlier, he'd mop the floor with my ass, blah, blah, blah. And I had witnesses for all this. Everyone saw it. And uh, so the plan was, he's like, fine, if you don't want to do it, you, you we're going to wrap it up at RCW and you just won't work work there again. I'm like, fine, we'll wrap this gimmick up. They were doing a body slam challenge deal. Right. Body slam me, they'd get 400 bucks. I wasn't seeing any of the proceeds to this. They were selling raffle tickets for it. Right. I saw no money. <laughs> and um, so we did. I went to RCW the next day from, from Corpus. I got body slammed by Lance Hoyt. And okay. that was the end of Bubba Dumplings at RCW. Um, and I, I took a little bit of time off and I decided, man, let me try to make this gimmick work. And we, we started doing it at the, my home promotion at NSF. Okay. And, but the, the goal was to eventually break free of that gimmick there and we, gotcha. which we did. So, but, uh, yeah, that, that. So we're he didn't talking. Like me, I didn't like him. So. We're talking about the LAX Hernandez that we see up in. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever? Do you ever? Uh, you ever um, expect to see him in the Indies? Uh, there have been times where promoters have tried to book that match. Uh, I tell them. Idea. I typically <laughs> tell them. I go one of two things is going to happen. I go. Uh, someone's leaving an ambulance and someone's leaving in handcuffs and I'll be damned if I'm going in an ambulance. So, um, wow. no, I don't have any intention of ever seeing him and at least not on purpose. Wow. 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 So how do you prepare physically and mentally for a wrestling match and stuff <sighs> like that? Uh, man, you know, I used to, I used to train all the time. Uh, stopped doing that so much just because my body's, in piss poor shape as far as pain pain goes um but I, I i don't know i used to i used to get really nervous before matches now i don't uh this last this last match i had though this cage match was the first time in a cage and i had quite quite a bit of nerves going into it um i just i like to take some time alone before the shows and just kind of huh? 
reflect on what I intend to do out there that night and what, what the overall objective is for the show. Okay. Um, but it's, there's a lot of just milling around in my own head All right. before a show. So it's not really a preparation, you know, like a physical preparation or anything like that. I'm just trying to get in the right mindset. Gotcha. So you, we talked about the happenings in the locker room and behind, out behind um, curtains and stuff. And obviously not Hernandez in this aspect, but, how important is it to listen to the the vets and oh, take right. take their advice? And you're, I mean, you're a vet. How how is it important uh, up and coming people to listen to you? Either? I well, I mean, it's still weird for me when people come up to me for advice. I still don't know how to handle that, mm-hmm. but I do. I do like to give advice. I, lo- I love to teach. I love to to tell people, hey, man, maybe if you did this a little differently, it might work a little bit better for you. Um, so I, I welcome it. I've still still weirded out by it a little bit, but uh, I, you should really you can learn something from everyone. You can learn what not to do and what to do. Um, there's there's several ways to skin a cat. Uh, so I, I would implore the younger the younger wrestlers listen listen to the old guys a little bit. We we've, we've been around the block a few times. We we know what we're talking about most of the time. So right right. Uh, but I mean it's you can pick and choose from from whoever you listen to. Okay. So, but I, I, I wish more did. That's for sure. What are some of your favorite wrestling moments or matches from your career? Oh man. Um, uh, <laughs> winning, winning my first title um, at NSF. It was the central Texas championship. I actually wrestled ACH that night. Um, and man, what a, what a talented guy. Uh, just, uh, man, I, I wish he was, wish, I wish he was still doing it because he was just limitless on his talent. Uh, but I, I defeated him for the new school federation, central Texas championship. Um, and then, uh, taking over, uh, 360, uh, with, with Aaron, that was, a. Uh, we took it over from Ryan Genesis, um, Brian was having some personal issues and we had a show coming up and I guess Ryan had intentions of canceling it, but didn't tell anyone. And we were like, Hey man, the show must go on. So we, we pulled together what resources we could and we, we did the show and then 360 was ours from there on. Um, there's that moment. And then running at the expo center in bell County, we did a couple of shows there and they were huge turnouts. I know we, I think we outdrew uh, TNA and Impact, uh, TNA, Impact, whatever they were called at the time. We outdrew them in the same building. Um, so th- those moments, and then uh, this feud I've had here recently, uh, this past year with with Damo McCullough. Okay. Um, those those have been moments that that really stand out to me that I that I cherish. Awesome. Well, you, you mentioned Aaron Presley. I want to say thank you, Aaron Presley, 360 Pro Wrestling. Thank you, Super Tex, for allowing me to dive into 360 Pro. I look Absolutely. forward to the future that we have with each other, and um, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good journey. So, which wrestlers do you look up to the most? Oh man, which ones do I look up to most? Um, man, that's that's a good question uh, because. Um, people that I know 
that yeah. I look up to. Yeah, um, indies, indie guys. Yeah. Um, there, there are there are a select few. Um, Lance Hoyt would be one. Um, Charlie Haas, and these are all guys that kind of had a hand in me coming up. Yeah. Um, man, I look up to Aaron. Yeah. I know he's not a he's not a wrestler per se, but he's gotten in the ring and he's he's done some stuff. I look up to him and and really admire his drive and dedication to to making making 360 a, a relevant program in Texas. Huh? And uh, man, James Beard, like he's, huh? you know, those are like I those are the same answers I'm going to give you if you ask me about who inspires me or nah. who I look to. Man, those those are the guys. Uh, we talked about Damian Wayne. Is how? What kind of guy do you do you see him as? Is he? He's a Man. vet. He's a vet, just like you. He's a vet, and he's an old school guy. Uh, no BS. I I really wish that he and I could have could have faced off with one another. Um, that's that's one of those matches that that got away because now he's he's hung up the boots, and I'm hoping that that's temporary, and he finally comes back. And then maybe he and I can have that match, but well, he's he's a guy that I would l- I look up to as well. Um, well, I can tell you on, on I can tell you about that on a huge pop wrestling podcast a week ago. Oh yeah, I had uh, the monster Cahagas on here, Tokyo Monster Cahagas. I know, I know Cahagas. And Damian made a statement that he would love a chance to go against Cahagas. So I called make- out. Let's make it a three-way. It, there you go. I called out Adrian, <laughs> Adrian Whisper of uh, XIW in Panama City Beach. And I said, man, well, let's make this happen. The very next day, Adrian Whisper said, I'll call him up. Let's do this. Heck yeah. So I'm just Heck saying, yeah. he he I think he I think he retired, but I think he has the itch. Oh, absolutely. You'd you'd never lose it because right. I I thought I was gonna hang him up at one point, and I did for a while, and it never goes away. It never right. goes away. You're always thinking, or you, you're, you're stupid and you go to wrestling shows, right? Uh, and it it just makes that itch even bigger. Uh, so, and that's right. That's the boat I found myself in, <laughs> and uh, here I am. I'm wrestling again. And there you go. Thought I was done, but can't stay away. Man, I love Damian Wayne and his wife. They're they're such a joy to, when they come to the show, and it's just yeah. He's he's strictly business, but he's also he love you can tell he loves the sport. I, so. Oh yes, I, I I appreciate guys like Damian Wayne because they they hold true to to the old school way of doing things. Right, right exactly. Uh, no BS, just straightforward. I love that about about Damian Wayne. Absolutely. So. 15 plus years ago, you started this journey in wrestling. Yeah. You walked through that rope, through the, the um, curtains that one the first time, and man, that your blood was pumping and it was nerve wracking. How is it the same way now as it was back then? Um, Yes and no. I mean, it was, I think, I think independent wrestling has gotten much more popular in those mm-hmm. 15 years. Um, the nerves were really heavy on that first match for sure. Is and it, we we didn't know what we were doing. Neither <laughs> one of us. We had no clue. Um, but yeah, the nerves don't don't creep in like they used to. Um, I've got a pretty good idea of what I want to do when I go in there, and how to command a crowd. 
I had no clue about doing any of that 15 years ago. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is the same and it isn't, you know, I think okay. a, a lot of people are smarter to the wrestling business now, even in the 15 years. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's the same and it isn't. So you still get pumped up. Oh yeah, absolutely. I still get pumped, but I don't know yeah. if it's nerves eating at me like they were. Gotcha. So I'm going to, the next thing I'm going to ask you about is uh, funny moments. Um, Are there any good road trip car ride stories? Can I get back to you? I got to run to the restroom real quick. Yes. Be right back. No problem. So uh, guys, we are a huge pop wrestling podcast. Um, Gina, thank you for joining the show. Whoever the second person is in the chat, please uh, write something in the chat so I can make sure I say hi to you guys. I got three people out there. Make sure you hit the subscribe buttons to Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast um, on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Just look up Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys for your support. We're talking to Brent McKenzie, Super Tex. He was just talking about, um, hey, Aaron, how you doing? He was just talking about Damian Wayne and um, great story about uh, his, inter- his, in- his interaction with Hernandez of LAX. Come back. If you missed that, come back and watch that part of it. Um, here he is again. Uh, we're gonna now we're gonna talk about some funny or a funny car car ride story. But there's oh, gotta yeah. be one. There's gotta be one. There are a few. Uh, one in particular comes to mind. I'm sorry about that. I, I drank a lot of water before this started. Right. Um, I was uh, out with some uh, guys out on kind of a uh, out west. Uh, we did a kind of a loop of uh, shows in Albuquerque, Salt Lake, Arizona, or Phoenix. Uh, so just a Western loop, basically. Huh? And uh, we decided we were going to go check out California. None of us had been. Okay. And my buddy Jose lived in San Diego at the time. And he was like, yeah, you can come over to my apartment. He was in the Navy. Uh, so he said, you can come by the apartment and crash there or whatever. And uh, we, we headed out. Took a little five-hour drive from Phoenix to San Diego. Uh, we get to San Diego. My buddy Jose had been called back to the ship, was not answering his phone. Uh, so we kind of walked up and down the beach a little bit, ended up sleeping in a Walmart parking lot, three very large gentlemen inside of a Mazda three. Uh, so that's a very small car and, uh, decided we were going to go ahead and head on back to Phoenix. We had a show coming up, I think the next night and, uh, as you drive from, from Phoenix to, to San Diego, there, there are border patrol checkpoints. Everything's fine. Going into California, coming back, we get to Yuma, Arizona and, uh, the dogs, the, the, the drug sniffing dogs that the border patrol has <laughs> keyed, on, keyed on our car. And I'm going, what in the world, what's going on? Cause there was no weed in the car or any drugs or anything that we, that I knew of anyway. So the border patrol officer says, gentlemen, I'm going to need you to go ahead and pull under this pavilion over here. And, uh, and I was thinking, Oh my God, we're going to go to jail. We're going to go, we're going to jail in Phoenix. We're, they're going to get us for, for transporting something over the border. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm going to not name any names. Uh, I'm looking at the guy whose girlfriend's car we're driving, who was known for, smoking a lot of marijuana i look at him and i go i swear to god 
<laughs> you, you SOB, you brought something back from California. Now we're going to go to jail. Oh, I hate you right now. So I pull in and officer says, gentlemen, I'm going to need you to get out of your car, pull all your stuff out of your, out of the trunk. And uh, we're going to search the vehicle. And while we do that, you need to go sit over there. So <laughs> we go sit down and I'm sitting next to the other wrestler and he looks at me and he goes, I knew we shouldn't have trusted him. We're going to go to jail and this sucks so bad. And, oh, I shouldn't have come on this trip. And I'm going, yeah, 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 I know. Oh, my God. Well, they call uh, the first wrestler over to the car and they, they're speaking to him. They're probably 30, 40 yards away from us, so we can't hear what they're saying. And he, he talks to the officer and he's kind of motioning towards us. And then he walks back to us. And he says, they said, grab all our stuff, put it back in the car, get in the car. We're free to go. And I go, okay, what happened? He goes like, I'll tell you when we get in the car. So we put all our stuff back in the trunk. We load up and pull on out of there. We're getting back on I-10. And, uh, and he, and I go, well, what happened? He goes, they found marijuana in the car. And I go, what? Are you serious? He goes like, I didn't know it was in there. If I'd known it was in there, I would have already smoked it. And I go, you make a really good point. <laughs> so he goes, he, he goes, they found a roach. And I go, oh my God, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He goes like, I did. He didn't want to do the paperwork for it. So he was just going to let us go. He said, throw it out when we get down the road. And I was like, well, throw it out. He's like, I'm not throwing it out. And he opens this, he opens the, the glove box again. He finds like six more. So he makes himself a whole blunt, <laughs> lights it up as we're driving back to Phoenix. And I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Um, so that was, that was one, that was one moment that really stands out as a funny right. story. How about how we almost went to, went to jail in awesome. Arizona. So we got really lucky. Uh, awesome. That they didn't find the rest of the stuff. Right, right. So Razor Foster says, awesome. Wow, Border Patrol is something else. So uh, all these people in chat, hey, if you guys want to check out more Huge Pop Wrestling Podcasts, hit the follow button. Go to the YouTube channel. I'm at 301 subscribers. I want to get up to 500, so spread the word. Thank you. What's up, Razor? Razor is one of the wrestlers for 360. Awesome. Uh, just, uh, just most recently uh, tag team champions with uh, – with, um, Nike Vinzant and right. uh, hopefully one day they can be on the show. Absolutely. They now they've they've gone their separate ways. They've uh, they had a little bit of a falling out, but really really talented guys, man. They they're awesome. good kids. Awesome. So, what is the most challenging uh, aspect of being a professional wrestler? Oh man, um, finding <laughs> I, I well, the. The, the physical pain is, is can be challenging, but I think finding someone who shares your vision and can make your vision work and okay. then, and be, just finding someone who's like-minded, uh, okay. who, uh, who wants the same things out of, out of wrestling, who, yeah. so, and I, and I've, I've really, I've really found that with, with Aaron and, and with Matt war pro with Jason, uh, so yeah. that's it's that's been a blessing there, um, but just finding someone who's on the same page with you, uh, okay. I think it's the most challenging part, right. uh, who's just not in it for themselves. Okay. Um, if there's a, if you have to give any advice to an up and coming kid or young young female male in the wrestling getting into wrestling, what would that 
one piece of advice be? Um, you know, you used to the old adage was, you know, mouth closed, ears open. Yeah. Um, that, that still applies somewhat, but uh, the mouth closed thing, don't, don't ask questions. Huh? Uh, that's the only way you're going to learn. Huh? Ask questions. Don't be afraid to, to talk to somebody. Um, but learn the the where's, the why's, and the how's. Okay. Don't just learn to go out there. Don't, I mean, learn to do all the moves and stuff, but really learn why you're doing them. Okay. And, and where you should do them. Gotcha. That's that's the most important. Learn how to tell that story. Okay. Okay. So you know I have foster kids, so I'm, it's that part of the show where I ask these questions. It's if you watch the show, you've heard them probably most of them. The kids want to know what's your favorite movie. My favorite movie. Sling Blade. What's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show. Oh man, Breaking Bad. Okay. Favorite food. I really like pizza, but I'm a bigger fan of a nice thick steak. Okay. So if you like pizza, the next question fits right to that. Does pineapple belong in pizza? Listen, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get some heat with this. <laughs> yes, it belongs on 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 pizza. If you if your palate is not mature enough to understand the idea of sweet and savory, you don't ha you can't formulate an opinion on what should go on pizza. Pineapple right. goes on pizza. Awesome sauce, man. Video games, you play those? I I do I do sometimes. You have a favorite one? Um, recently uh, would be the Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay. Uh, the game was amazing. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I, I, I haven't played a whole lot here, here lately. Uh, okay. The Spider-Man games have been fun. Um, okay. And then I, I don't play any of the wrestling games or anything like that. I kind of got sick of the same old, same old on those. It's kind of like Madden that never changes. Aaron uh, Presley says Super Mario. I love some Super Mario. I do. I do love some Super Mario. But I don't know if it's my favorite, but I do have a little... Super Mario figure that stays on my desk uh, here at work. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm at my job. Huh? Um, but um, man, Red Dead Redemption 2, I think, okay. uh, makes the cake on, on video games. You have a favorite cartoon? Ooh, favorite cartoon. Growing up, it was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Huh? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and okay. Batman the Animated Series. Okay. Those were my favorite cartoons. Okay. Do you acknowledge the tribal chief? All right. So those are those questions from the kiddos. He does acknowledge the tribal chief. Okay. I love this question. I really didn't think of this question until I had the opportunity to interview Monster Gahagas. And um, he his in, his insight on this question was like, oh my god, how important is brotherhood in the business of professional wrestling? It's very important. Um, we're out there giving each other our bodies, right? So there there has to be a level of trust 
and and respect for one another. Um, there are there are bad apples in every bunch, but overall, uh, there's a lot of good dudes out there, and, and you really, the brotherhood is important. Um, there are several people I know that I can call on at any time, and they're going to be there for me. So, huh. uh, and likewise, me for them. So gotcha. it, it is very important. It's very important. Okay. So the other part of that question was, what does it mean to you by paying your dues back to the business? Helping out. Just, and it doesn't matter what it is. Just help out. Um, share your promotions, advertisements, cut promos for your promotion, help with the ring, help with setup at the event. It just doesn't need to be the ring. Help with the entrance setup, set up chairs, um, help with teardown. And it's not, those are things that should be expected by anyone, but those are things that should be done by everyone. Um, So it's, and then just, I don't know. I don't want to like pigeonhole paying your dues to just helping out, but that's, it's, doing anything you can to help get the word out on wrestling, uh, help sell tickets, help, help anything. Uh, it's helping. Honestly, I can't really, I can't really specify what that means, but help. Right. I get that. And, um, he was saying that, um, you know, everybody, the rest all the newer wrestlers, the, the ones that are becoming, they don't understand that as much as the vets do, you know, because back in the the early days, helping up setting up was, a must it was oh yeah how you got yourself in the door and yeah. uh so on and so forth and um so uh yeah i was just i, I thought that was an interesting question so do you think it lacks the with the younger kids compared to i mean i i, I don't know if you can say yes or no to that okay. i mean i think that there's there's always going to be somebody who's gung-ho about helping out and doing everything okay. they can. And there's going to be people who aren't. So okay. I, I don't know if it, I, it probably hasn't changed in the past 50 years. There's, there's going to be people like that from here on out. So um, I know that there was a, there was a meme rolling around on or a post on Facebook who was like uh, something about paying dues, isn't this or that or this and that right. it caused a big, big debate, yeah. but uh, I'm just helping out, man. I okay. don't, Aaron Presley says, pick up something heavy. That's Aaron's answer because Aaron doesn't want to pick up the heavy stuff. <laughs> what, well, what, 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 are you, what are you saying about Mr. Aaron Presley? Aaron's the promoter. He doesn't need to pick up anything heavy. He there wants everyone go. else to do it. There you go. Um, you had some time in SWE Fury. I did. There, right? I did. Can you talk about that? Um, what would you like to know? Um, <laughs> is that where you and Jay Alexander... Did you guys have a match? No, Jay, the, the match with me and Jay Alexander was actually at 360. Okay. Uh, but SWE, man, I got I got approached by James Beard. And he told me that, that there was a promotion starting up. And he asked me, hey, would you be interested? And I didn't really know anything about it. Okay. I said, yeah. I said, James is asking me, of course. And he said, I'll get you whatever rate you're asking for. And, you know, and then he ended up getting me more. Uh, but uh, that was a fun time. SWE had a lot of potential. Um, they had TV. They were doing stuff on fight and and all kinds of stuff. 
and I had a really good feud going with Tim Storm. Tons of that's another guy that I look up to is Tim Storm. I just he slipped my mind, but um, he was a champ there, and we had a program going, and and it was it was really episodic kind of storytelling, and uh, I just I some some decisions that were made in the company I didn't agree with, and and they changed who was in control of booking and and all kinds of stuff and i just i, I just left a sour taste in my mouth and that's kind of what led to um me stepping away from wrestling huh. and uh i just you know it was a good little run there and unfortunately it kind of blew up in their faces and uh yeah i mean i, I have some good and bad memories from swe right. so. awesome so, like I asked you earlier on um, in the in the message Facebook earlier this afternoon, I seen that you stepped away yeah. from wrestling and you came back here just recently to 360 Pro. Right. What happened to bring you back? What was like? Did someone uh, say, "Hey, dude, you can do it"? Well, I mean, Aaron, Aaron is kind of always bugging me about coming back the entire time, and. uh and I was like, ah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Well, and then Jason with Matt War Pro told me about what he planned to do with this company, and he wanted to see if I'd be interested. And he had been talking to me for about a year and a half, uh, close to two years about this project. And and uh, he was like, hey, we're actually doing this. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah, why not? So um, it really started with Matt War Pro, and then Aaron – uh, finally got the ball rolling with 360 again. And of course, you know, where 360 is, I'll be. Um, but it was, it was just kind of like a, the stars kind of aligned with everything and, and led me to come back to it. And I missed it. So, okay. uh, it, it's a good outlet for me. Okay. And yeah. I enjoy it. So, um, yeah, that was really about it. My, uh, you know, that's what, caused me to come back seeing a seeing something that that made sense to me in the grand in the grand scheme of things and knowing that it was going to be quality product right so i just i wasn't going to come back just anywhere and uh here we are well over okay. a year later i'm right still doing it yeah you laced up the boots against another um uh uh, talent that came on the podcast and Jay Alexander. So can you talk about that match man, and how, uh, and how he is to work with? He is so strong. It's, it's, it's unreal. He's, you know, he's not a very tall guy, but he is, he is built like a, a brick shit house. If <laughs> pardon the term, but oh. he's super strong. Uh, but outside of the ring, super nice guy. Uh, I know my girlfriend, Jordan, uh, she adores him. <laughs> She's the, <laughs> she, she loves Jay Alexander. She's always there to, there to talk to him when we're on the same shows together. And she really enjoys, uh, talking to him. Um, but, uh, just a nice guy. And, uh, he's, he's not been doing it very long, but he's got a very bright future, uh, in the wrestling business for sure. So you mentioned your girlfriend. So, what is your family? What does your family think about your passion for the sport, and and are they worried about your health? I obviously they're worried I'm going to get hurt. Uh, I think any 
anyone with sense would worry about right. someone who's was doing this kind of stuff. Uh, they were definitely against it, um, getting into it. I think they finally come around on it because they realize I'm I'm not gonna not do it. Um, so they've they've finally come around. But 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 my, as far as my biggest supporter, that would be Jordan, my girlfriend, okay. uh, without a doubt. Um, she is there a hundred percent of the way. She's uh she's helped me kind of step up my merch game, uh, yeah, yeah. and she's there to help help uh help sell my merch at shows. And uh, she's she's really the best. She really is, and I'm yeah. very thankful for her. If you could go back at any point in time in history, what would you change about the sport of professional wrestling? I don't know if I would really change anything. Mm -hmm. um, I would have loved to have been born about 25 years earlier. Okay. Uh, you know, in the territory days and be able to go through that because I think I, right. I would fit right in. Um, but I don't know if I'd change anything. I mean, the, the wrestling is, is pretty hot right now. And, right. uh, and I think if you, if you change anything, that might not be the case. Okay. How important are the fans to you? Very important. Very important. Those look, if there, uh, we didn't have the fans, we wouldn't have these wrestling shows and we wouldn't be out there. We wouldn't be able to go out there and, and perform for them and, and piss them off or, or, or make them happy as hell. I, so we have to have the fans. I like, I'm that's, that's, that's without question. It's super important. Okay. They're the ones that pay us. Now, do you have any memorable fan interaction stories? Uh, a crazy lady wanted to fight me once and then said that she had somebody that was going to kick my ass or whatever. And I said, I said, okay, where are they at? And then I, the, I thought better of that and said, why don't you, why don't you just leave? And she ended up getting escorted out. Uh, there, I mean, there's, there's several, uh, but that one stands out the most. I think she thought that she was going to be able to fight me or have someone fight me. Um, okay. Yeah, that's nothing, you, nothing too crazy. Okay. Can you tell us about your up and coming matches or a dream match that you'd like to have? Man, uh, up and coming match. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm facing just yet, but I do have, um, I do have Matt War Pro coming up on December first. Uh, at Martin House Brewing in Fort Worth, Texas. It's uh, the show is going to be called the Winter Classic. It's a classic is spelled with a CK at the end. Um, I don't know who I'm facing there, but uh, not long after that in January, I've got 360 coming up. I will be facing uh, another another very large, very athletic man in Michael Schaefer. Uh, he is uh, super talented. Uh, I got to wrestle him. One time in a singles match a couple years back, and I want to do it again. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm just I'm really looking forward to the rest of the year with Matt War Pro. Uh, okay. I've just just won the title there again, and I want to see see where this year with this where this year takes me. Okay. Uh, but as dream opponents, man, I I don't know, man. Uh, I would have. That's uh, that's I don't know. I don't know if I have one. Okay. Uh, to be perfectly honest, 
Okay. I know that, and I know that's that's a that's a crappy answer, but I really don't know. I don't think that's to the top of my head right now. Okay. So we're going to talk about your future goals. If you were not a wrestler, what would you be doing um, other than professional wrestling? I'd probably still be working for the prison system here in Texas. Okay. Uh, I was a correctional officer for about four and a half years and uh, gave that up to start wrestling. So I'd probably okay. still be doing that and getting close, closing in on my 20 years. Okay. How has wrestling career impacted your life and, and personal growth? Uh, there have been, there have been some bumps in the road. That's for sure. Like I gave okay. up a lot of stuff to start wrestling and, uh, some stuff regrettably. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, I've always tried to be a good person. So okay. I don't think that that I think has changed at all. Um, I've made a, I made a lot of friends doing this, you know, and friends friendships that I'll hold dear. So those, that's what's impacted my life the most. Okay. Uh, so, but there've been a lot of bumps in the road for sure. Okay. So everybody I talk to wrestlers, they always talk about going overseas. Have you ever, do you have any dreams or aspirations about going overseas? I would, where would, I would you want to go? I would love to go to Japan. Um, yeah. uh, that's, you know, that's kind of where I became a fan of, of watching Bam Bam Bigelow. And guys like Vader and the the, the big guys, uh, Brody, Hanson, um, that's that is what I would the, more than anything in wrestling. That's what I want to do okay. is would be to wrestle in Japan. Would you say that's a five year goal? Oh, man, who knows? I mean, uh, that clock is ticking. I'm not young, so <laughs> if I could do it in five years, that'd be great. Okay, so we talked about Damian Wayne. And yeah. off the record, we talked about him. So um, I know you shared something about the almost. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So it was uh, NWA. Uh, Damien was the uh, was the national champion. And I, I loved that that old school national title belt. Uh, that, that was my, that's my favorite design. And uh, we were slated to wrestle one another at a promotion called NWA Arclitex. And not long before that show, Damien ended up dropping the title, uh, you know, and wasn't able to make the trip. And we never got that match. And I, man, I looked forward to, I looked forward to this match for probably six months. Uh, and it just didn't happen. And I would love to, to get that one for sure. So if I can coax him out of retirement, that's the match I want. So, hey, Damien, this is the second week in a row that you were asked or suggested that you come out of retirement. First, it was Tokyo Monster Cahagas. Now it's Super Tech's Brett McKenzie. I think, man, I, I, what I'm hearing is they want you out of retirement. And what I'm hearing also by get praise from both guys, um, you're one hell of a competitor and you're you're a great businessman in the um, professional wrestling. So. Absolutely. Think about it, Damien. Think about it. Um, when a booker or a company will books you, where can they find you to get a hold of you? So I'm on Facebook. You can search Brent McKenzie. You'll see my ugly mug. Uh, there's my Facebook like page, which is Super Text Brent McKenzie. Uh, Instagram is just Brent McKenzie. 
uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called now. Uh, it's the super text or at the super text. So you can find me on every one of those, uh, different platforms and, uh, hit me up. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm available for bookings. Awesome. So this just came to my mind, um, territory days. Yes. Do you think that wrestling today is missing that aspect? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the territory is allowed for people to, to learn, uh, and then go somewhere else, learn there, go somewhere else, learn there. It was able to really, really able to step their game up in their overall knowledge of the, uh, of the art of professional wrestling. Uh, you don't get that now. And then with, you know, if you were on a, you're on a loop, these guys were working five, six nights a week and they were hitting the same, same towns every week. So you had to do something different every week because those same fans would show up in those same towns. Uh, so it allowed for you to get more work and allowed for you to, to learn how to do different stuff. And there's not enough of that. Um, you know, and then the WWE, they, they've got the performance center, but everyone learns the same way. And, um, I don't know if that's necessarily healthy for the wrestling business. Um, but there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talent that comes out of the PC. So I'm not knocking that at all. Um, but I, the, the territories allowed for people to learn and, uh, learn on the job. Okay. Yeah. So I can't be, I'm not, I feel like I'm disrespecting, um, a couple of promotions without talking about them at the end. So, 360 Pro Wrestling with um, Aaron Presley. Do you, what do you see for the future for that comp, that promotion? Um, are you excited about this promotion and what's going on? Uh, well, 360 is, you know, that's, I started there because that's what, that's that was NSF and then it became NWA 360 and then just 360 Pro. So that's like, that's my baby, you know? Right. Um, so uh, I look forward to to everything that Aaron's got planned coming up. Um, Aaron's really really smart with with promoting and and getting the job done. And I I, I just look forward to whatever he's got planned. It doesn't matter what we're doing. I I, I know it's going to be a good time. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to besides that is is Matt Warpro. Yeah. For this I- year. I would have to say that because I see that belt behind you, and I don't want to be disrespectful of that championship. Talk to me about that championship, and what does it mean to be to be the main guy that represents the promotion? This right here is Sweet Trinity. This is the Trinity River Heritage Championship, and I, I said it in in a video just a couple of weeks. There's nothing more important to me in this world than the Trinity river heritage championship. And I, I I was the first ever Trinity river heritage champion. And I am now the first ever two time, uh, champion. Uh, so it's Matt war pro has reignited my love for professional wrestling. Uh, it really kind of got me out of that, that I'm just going to stay retired kind of deal. And, uh, I, I think, I think the guys there, uh, Jason and and uh, Derek for really giving me that platform and being able to to be the champion of Matt War Pro Wrestling, and uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Matt War Pro Wrestling is just partnered with uh, Martin House Brewing 
to produce a uh, uh, an IPA. It's called Body Slammer. And uh, so now Mount War Pro has its own beer. Uh, but these these shows, they, they have a really, really old school feel to them. And it's a mix of old school and new school. And it's 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 different. And uh, I really, really enjoy it. Our, we just had we just had our one year anniversary. It was called Till the End. That's the poster you see behind me there. Um, There's a the Cowtown cage fight it was inside of a cage. And this was like an old school Mid-South wooden frame cage with chicken yeah. wire and barbed wire across yeah. the top. And uh, so that's what you get when you come to Mount War Pro. And I look forward to this next year and just seeing how much more Matt War Pro can grow. Okay. Uh, there, are, there are plans to 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 really start expanding the brand, and I look forward to being a part of it. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, one last thing from you, man. Uh, first of all, thank you, Aaron Presley at 360 Pro, for um, hooking us up this uh, Super Tech Brett McKenzie interview. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that, Matt. Pro Matt War Pro Wrestling, thank you allowing for your champion to be show off his belt. Super Tex, in your way, tell everybody what to expect. If there's any opponent out there that you're going to need a warning shot to, give that. And then after you're done doing that, I'll play some exit, but don't go anywhere. Stay in the um, lobby. Don't go anywhere. And I want Absolutely. to talk to you afterwards. Yeah. Um, as far as any opponents that I have, I, I welcome every single one of them. Every single one of them. You can line them up and I'm going to knock them down because no one, no one on this planet can take this from me. Not now, not ever. So it doesn't matter if it's 360 Pro Wrestling or if it's Matt War Pro Wrestling or uh, the, the company out there in Florida. It does not matter. Line them up and I'm going to knock them down. I will punch them right in the damn mouth. You have it, man. You just heard from Super Tech's Brett McKenzie. Thank you again, 360 Pro, Matt War Pro Wrestling, and Damian Wayne, man. Go back and watch this video. This guy's waiting for it. maybe that title. I don't know. Damian, come come on. Come try to take it from me. I got a title now, so maybe you want to face me for it. There you go. Thanks. You got a lot of huge pop wrestling podcast. Go to the follow, go to the um, links below, follow, subscribe. Love you guys. Stay in the um, lobby. I'm Super Tex. We'll be right back. All my dogs, make some noise up in this house. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Because when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going down. And when the drive-by's coming, then you better hit the ground. Because when your body hits the canvas, then your head is knocked out. Fight with Adrian Whisper is like a fight with the devil. Because when he did it with you, you cannot get on this level. Fight with Adrian Whisper is like a fight with a king. It's like a fight with an army, they got the tanks and everything He's leaving bruises and stitches, possibly leaving you crippled Cause when he sets up the table and sends you straight through the middle Takes a dick free, beat that ass with a light bulb Leave a piece of glass embedded in the back of your skull who is in the house? Who is in the house? It's the gangster of destruction, so you know what's going 